Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Are the All Blacks able to keep the momentum rolling and elevate the country again this week when they take on the English this Sunday morning in their penultimate test at Twickenham? With the World Cup win, the Black Ferns have been able to stabilise what has been a rough year for the NZR, and one would have to think that all the good work would be undone if Eddie Jones's Lions get the job done and beat the ABs in the UK. Will we see Ian Foster show his hand and pick his strongest team this weekend, and in doing so, give us an insight into his thinking for next year's World Cup, or... Will we see another Ferris wheel ride for players selected and continue to wonder when we will ever see some consistent selections? Select your best 15, and Adi Savia gets a chance to prove a point to the world. If we lose this game to England, we, care, we get to hear and see the mind games of Eddie Jones start a year early, ahead of next year's World Cup. But if we win, we ride the coattails of the Black Ferns who have paved the way for the All Blacks to capitulate the nation into a frenzy leading into next year's World Cup. Here's the question, though, is will they get the job done? Six wins on the trot. Not if they continue down this path where rotation players was preferred over selecting the best All Black team. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. (laughs) We've been saying it for months, Kempy. Rotation doesn't work. You saw how it backfired at 2007 World Cup. Rotation rest went over there and well plonked out at the quarterfinals. You've got to pick your best team week in, week out. And that's what I couldn't understand. After Wales and that performance, you go to Scotland and you give them another chance to really build on those connections and continuity. But no, they change the whole setup. They give players an opportunity, which, you know... I'm all about opportunities, but not not just giving away for the sake of it. Um, you play your best team, and this will be their best team, and it has to be their best team. I just hope it doesn't backfire from giving other players opportunities the week before. 
Yes, rest is important, but they've got three months next week to to rest their body. So the, you're talking about selections. I'll go through my team. I've gone to Groot, Tokiaho, Slomax, Retallic, Whitelock, Frizzell, Papali'i, Savia, Smith at 9, Moonga at 10, Rico Iwani at 11, Geordie Barrett at 12, Leonard Brown at 13, Sevu Reese at 14, and Bodie Barrett at 15. Is that our best team? We're still missing Will Jordan. There's a couple notable omissions as well there. But one of them, I particularly, if Will Jordan's there, he starts at fullback, and Bodie will come off the bench, knowing the impact that he'll provide. But that, for me, is our best team. That yeah. is our best team at the moment. I, and I don't disagree. Is that your best team? It is. I don't disagree with you at all. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I'm getting dizzy, and I think, you know, what you, what they. I'm just. When you think about it, they've got three teams up there. You know what I mean? They've mm-hmm. got the the All Blacks, the New Zealand Fifteen, and they've got a number of play, players playing the Barbarian side as well. Why wouldn't you just pick your best team and play the All Black Tests, and then pick your New, New Zealand Fifteen and put the rest of them in there? as opposed mm. to continually changing out your test team. Like your test team's just got no chance of building cohesion. They talk about they talk about Ireland and France being two teams. Like there's been no consistency from any of the other teams. Aussie is still poor. South Africa's still inconsistent. You know what I mean? Argentina they they, they shoot one and let one go. Um and the All Blacks are hot and cold, you know, and they're talking about other teams catching them getting better. I don't think so. I think what you what you're seeing with Ireland is that they just pick their best team every test match. Yeah, and that's that's what the All Blacks used to do. That's what they used to do. There used to be 14 players that you knew week in, week out that were going to be there. No, Hands down, you're like, okay, that's the team. And you just knew what you are going to get. And if the opposition's better than you on the day, you just soaked it up. You can't blame anything else but their performance. At the moment, there's so many uncertainties regarding the team and selections that you can pinpoint it to a lot of things and make up excuses for a lot of things of why they aren't performing of why they haven't been able to do this, do that, because there's so many what-ifs. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and that's right, Chris has come through. They had four weeks off, so the the, the bodies shouldn't be tired. You know, at the end of that rugby championship, they come home, they had two and a half weeks at home. They would have trained, they would have gymmed, but they wouldn't have the pressure of being in a week environment in a hotel playing test match rugby. So they shouldn't be tired. So that... Yeah, look, I was baffled by that Scotland situation. But, hey, they're the coaches. They know more than me. But I would like to see some consistency and continuity going into it. So let us know your selections, your team. If there's anyone that has forced their way into the team, let us know, double eight, double three, or even give us a call regarding the All Blacks. We'd love to hear from you. 0800-150-811 on the Kennards Hire phone line. If they get the job done. Can we head into our summer knowing that we have done everything possible to to force our way to that World Cup and potentially win that World Cup next year? But if they lose, well, you be the judge. Let us know. Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennard's Tire phone line. And just on that Johnny message I asked you before the break, Kimpy. Morning, guys. I often think Jace Ryan is holding back on what he is coaching to not allow too much improvement, so it holds the door open for his old mate, Razor. What do you reckon? Like, there's that, like everyone loves a little bit of controversy or, you know, a little bit of 
uh, conspiracy. You know, we're all conspiracy theorists around the around the world. My wife is hundred <laughs> percent. So there'd be a lot of that going on, and people thinking, wouldn't they? Yeah, for me, I can't really see it. And I was a conspiracy theorist too when I was coaching because you always think you got people, you know, coming over the back of your shoulders. And um, but yeah, that look, I can't see it. I I would tend to think that if Razor came in, Jace Ryan and that relationship would go to another level. You know Mm. what I mean? I think I think the realistic uh, the realistic train of thought is more than. Can Jace Ryan and and alongside Ian Foster work and elevate themselves, or if you give Razor the top job, and Jace Ryan's in there, where can they actually go to with a better player mm. from the Crusade than from what they have at the Crusaders? And I think that's more realistic. Yeah, look, it's it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Look, I know Jace, and Jace would want to be the best and do the best. He's 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 coaching his country, and there is nothing better than coaching your country, so I can't see any of that. But I can get a little bit of a sense that he'd love to have his maiden there, for sure, knowing what they've been through and what they've been able to achieve over the last uh, couple of weeks. <clears throat> and we've got Brett from Huntley. He's just given us a quick call, and we love hearing from Uncle Uncle Brett. How you doing, Brettie? Morning, bro. Um, just morning, on, on the ABs. Morning, my bro. Um, that morning. Wales game... TJ yep. come on, and TJ turns that game for us, I reckon. Mm, and mm. Scotland. He just, he just, oh yeah, the Scottish game. He just looked like a fella who had played a lot of rugby. Yeah. Compared to fellas who don't play. And then we mm. always get, uh, we've always got, uh, the boys are rusty. Of course, they don't play football. Yeah, yeah. And that, and so they're underdone. And, yeah, and I was just going to say that, Brett, that the other thing about a player, I was going to ask Izzy this, you're playing in form in the All Blacks team and then the following week you're out and you can't build any consistency. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so TJ just came off that his awesome NPC form and he just brought it into the ABs 15 and then just carried it on. And so he just looked yeah. ahead of the rest of our players. Yeah, you got me thinking there, Brett. He has been playing with. You got me thinking, yeah, that break might have underdone the ABs in the situation that they're at. And TJ, mate, he is in some sort of form at the moment. He's forced his way in. He's had to make the selectors think now about that third position or, or that halfback spot, the second position for sure. He's definitely number two. I predict him to be on the bench. Appreciate your call, Brett. Thanks so much for always finding time for us, brother. Take care. Have a good day. We're going to shoot off. That was uh, Kempi's off the back fence regarding the All Blacks selection. Where do they go this week? What selections are you hoping to see? And just some sort of consistency. And, well, Brett came on and said, well, most of them are underdone. They haven't had enough rugby. Four weeks off the Indian NPC, most of them through the rugby championship, hadn't played a, a minute or anything. You've got to give them opportunities. So, Obviously, we saw them sending players back to the All Blacks 15, but it's just a bit of a rigmarole in there at the moment.
Yes, the Hot Spring Spas T20 Black Clash in association with Heartland is on our doorstep once again. Next January, you'll see Daggy and his mates put on a show in Christchurch up against Team Cricket. How good. I'm still waiting for the call-up if you want a wicket-keeper. Best in the land. Every year, the game is decided in the final over. How good. I'll get the out. So if you want to see Rito hit a six to win it all or Daggy smash it out of the park, then better get your tickets quickly because it's going to be a sellout. Nick Cummings, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, he'll be there. Guess what? Playing for Team Cricket. Hey? Oh. And he's on the line Boo. with us now. Morning, Nick. How you going, brother? Mate, going well. Thanks for having us. Oh, that's the way, mate. Team Cricket. The badge. The badge. You're playing Team Cricket. What's happening? Mate, good question. Um, basically, <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they they, they need to bolster the, the looks on the on Team Cricket. So I think um, they've uh, they called me in uh, late start and make I'll, uh, I'll, I'll shine where I can. I think that Will Jordan, apparently a good-looking rooster, so we'll be going head-to-head. <laughs> Mate, you'll be wearing those, what are those, tradies undies? You'll be wearing those underneath your, your whites, mate? you have the headband on? Like, What's the look that the badge is going to bring to team cricket? Yeah, mate, I think because, you know, we're, we're outdoors, I reckon, I think the hat could be a, a, a big one, um, so... <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if they're going to put me at left, right, out, or on the boundary, or wherever I am. But either way, um, like, if, there's, if there's a ball that comes up high, I might be able to use that because it, I think it hurts a bit when you catch a cricket ball, doesn't it? But you're still, you're still, <laughs> yeah, you're still ripping those locks, mate. You can probably catch it with that lid you got on the, on the top of your head, your dome, mate. Talk, you got any cricketing pedigree in you, or what? It's a pretty rough, rough melon, yeah, sure. But you know, I, I, guess, I, I, do, I do what I can with what I got. But mate, no, yes. Look, in school, I had a I had a game. Um, I was in the cricket team. But you believe it or not, I hit a buddy. I hit a six in my first game. Um, I was out next ball, but at, at the same time, it's about having a go. And I think um, by the time I spent in the nets leading up to this buddy massive clash. Uh, which I'm actually starting to um, build nerves on because everyone's um, you know really into it. So, mate, I'm I'm super pumped, but um, it's a re- it's a responsibility. Hey, so, hey, Badge. So, how did this come around, mate? Are the, are the cricketers caught short, or they yeah, were they watching you that day you hit a six? Well, mate, they they lost Flamo and they said right next match to get him in, and um, you know, very questionable. But at the same time, I'll uh, I won't let him down um, if. if you know, once you have the, the dag out there, I'll draw some inspiration and things will fire. Mate, you'll be out on the boundary. I remember when Aaron Smith played with us, or Brad Webber, we chucked them on the boundary and they were just chasing everything. You'll be one of those, Badge. We know how quick you are out there on the field, brother. Looking forward to seeing you out there. It is the biggest event in, in New Zealand, mate. The Black Clash sells out. There's thousands of people at this ground watching some washed-up old cricketers and some has-been, and some full, and some current <laughs> rugby players, I must say. But there's a few has-beens out there, so it's a hell of an event, mate. So um, you'll be absolutely looking forward to it. Like, how do you approach this? Are you going to are you going to get into the nets, or are you going to be a bit like by myself and probably have one net session before the day out from the from the game? Are you going to go? Ser- are you going to take this seriously? Or are you going to now, ripping some training? Wait, look, only because of the, the calibre of blokes, you know, the cattle <laughs> we're running is pretty top-notch. So you can't go out there and, buddy, you know, and be left holding the groceries. You, you've really got to, buddy, get in the nets and just... I, I don't know if I'm going to be rolling the arm over or, or buddy, flicking the stick. 
you know. <laughs> but I, 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 I suppose I'll, um, no, not that sort of buddy sticker, but yeah, like, I reckon, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, if I'm a, am I a defensive batter? Or, I think I'll have to go and attack, you know. You've got to hit it with pace and then, um, you know, either way you'll win or learn. What if you do get called on, Bench? What if you do get called on to bowl? What can we expect? Are you, are you Merv Hughes or are you Shane Warne? Mate, I'd say expect the unexpected. Um, I would say this this, this ball is, uh, it's, it could go absolutely anywhere, and I'm actually I won't be sure until it happens. So at the same time, though, if you just do it with enough gusto, um, it could really catch him off guard. I'm, I'm I'm thinking that the shoe crusher. Mate, I don't know if you know, but the wild card every single year has bought something. I don't know if you've seen the catch from Andy Lee. Uh, a couple of years ago at Napier McLean Park, it was probably the catch of all of the series we've had, all of the matches. It was phenomenal to win them the oh, game. Do you know how much pressure? Do you know how much how much pressure is on you at the moment, Bet? Well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy stroop! Well, um, yeah. Look, I tell you what, um, the, old, uh, the old pills just uh, sucked up, and I'm ready to um, get in the match now because that's bloody. That's that's pretty. Nerve-wracking, um, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I look, I tell you um, what, I'm actually, you've actually put the wind up me, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't caught a cricket ball in, in, in some time, but I'm, I've actually booked in on Tuesday in the Nets um, with, a, some, with some Australian greats to hopefully get me warmed up. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. Badge, you're an absolute champion, and one of your go-tos is your one-liners. Give us one of your best one-liners, please, just to really round out this wonderful IV. <laughs> well, mate, I'll tell you, look, I, I mean, if I'm out in the outfield, I'll be, buddy, running around like a dog with two wangers, uh, trying to get as much done as I can, take the weight off the boys. Um, but, mate, look, I think it's it's about putting the shaz back in Shazam and, um, and getting, the, getting the stick out and, and placing it where it should be. <laughs> oh mate, you're going to be a huge asset for this team Honestly, for this competition, the Black Clash Taking place at my home, Badge So we're looking forward to hosting you, brother Thank you so much And uh, we're looking forward to catching up, man It's been a few years, brother What are you up to anyway? Good on your lads what, 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 what are you up to these days, Badge? Before we let you go, quickly oh. Yeah, right. Um, mate, these days, well, I'm a dad now, so uh, the dad bod's in full swing, so uh, I've just been trying to get that get that chassis in order um, in the lead-up to this bloody enormous clash. So, mate, yeah, I've just been looking after the whippersnapper. He's, he's 10 weeks old, and he's um, and he farts like a, a fully-grown adult now. <laughs> oh, mate, I feel you. My dad bod's well and truly come... <laughs> Informed, as I tell you. So, look, I'm sure you'll be better off than me. You'll be surprised. You'll be like, who's that balloon running around on the boundary? Is that Dag? Wow, he's come a long way. Anyway, Bitch, thanks very much, it's brother. A, it's a good paddock. Good on you, Dag. Yeah, yeah, I've been spelling in a good paddock there, Bitch. Look, that was Honey Badger. He's absolutely one of the champions. If you want to go to the Hot Springs Spas T20 Black Clash in association with Heartland, Get your tickets at blackclash.co.nz because they will sell out long before it takes place at Hagley Oval on January 20th. Honestly, you do not want to miss out. Last year was in the mount, and it looked so good. I had to pull out because an oh, idiot broke my foot. <laughs> uh, and I'm hoping I don't have to pull out this year because of um, 
Wow, just extreme pressure you're, you're on my really, knees. You're really New Zealand's <laughs> answer to the honey badger, eh? Seriously. Oh. That side of it people don't really know about you, eh? You're actually, you're actually oh. quite hilarious, mate. Off the off the off the mic and off the football field, you're the you're actually New Zealand's answer to the honey badger. Uh, just an absolute idiot. <laughs> he oh, I like him last. He's he's good crack. He was one of the good ones. Like personalities. Like you you think of uh, athletes and the way they go. Like you look at Rutui. She's just a personality. Nick Cummins, personality. Get him on the mic. You don't know what to get. Yes, welcome back. We're going to talk some tennis shortly, and uh, we're going to have Alex Groskin up and off the after huge, huge news at ASB. Emma Raducanu, probably the biggest, one of the biggest names in tennis at the moment, is heading down under to be a part of that tournament. Great, great news. Cheers for that. Joey's excited, and I know many of you will be. As we approach the end of 2022, I've got to say it's been an amazing year of tennis. From surprise retirements to tournament bans and the arrival of a new teenage phenom. This year has seen it all. Carlos Alcaraz, that's his name. The action hasn't stopped either as the ATP finals are taking place in Italy as we speak. Our mate Alex Gruskin is the editor-in-chief over at Cracked Rackets and he's on the line with us this morning to chat about the tournament. Morning, Alex. Good morning, my friends. It is great to hear from you both. I will say this. Last time you had me on the show, it was Indigenous <laughs> Week, and you started out mm. speaking a language that I loved hearing, but I had no idea what you were saying, and I was like, oh, no, this interview is not going <laughs> to go well. And then, thankfully, you switched <laughs> back to English, and so this time you're speaking my language right off the bat. I love to hear it. It's great to be joining you today. Well, kia ora, Alex. Kia te pihia, kui. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Teach me what we're saying. How are you? How are you? Uh, How are you? I like it. I am doing well again. It's a great portion of the tennis calendar, so I appreciate you guys having me on. Now, what a year it's been. And I see next year we'll see plenty of more fireworks with Djokovic returning to the Australian Open being confirmed overnight. Does this feel like a sign of normality as returning to the world? I certainly hope so. I know from a tennis mm. standpoint, the idea that Novak Djokovic wasn't going to accomplish whatever he could accomplish during his career because of a pandemic, that was always, I suppose, a bit of a bummer, a bit of a Debbie Downer for those tennis fans out there. But no, it's great to see Novak Djokovic back in Australia. Certainly, he will be the favorite at that event, as he's been the favorite of every Grand Slam event he's entered over maybe the past decade. It definitely is nice to not have to be thinking about the vaccine and thinking about the pandemic and just to be able to focus on the tennis. Hey, Alex, you know how good Nadal's exit, early exit in the ATP finals means old Carlos Alcaraz will finish top in number one. Do you expect him, Alcaraz, to compete in more majors next year? Oh, absolutely. And you look for Carlos by finishing world number one. Oh, I mean, Mm. not just a player, what an athlete. And, you know, as a tennis (laughs) player, uh, I'll be our spokesman. I'm allowed to rip on fellow tennis players. Sometimes we don't look the most athletic when we're performing our sports. Some scholars have argued that (laughs) tennis is not the most athletic looking. But when Carlos Alcaraz plays tennis, You do not question whether that's an elite athlete on your screen. And certainly, he's on the short list of players you would say that about. He's the youngest ever 
world number one and you know not just by like a month or three weeks he's more than a year younger than Leighton Hewitt was when he finished world number one back in 2001 and when you think about you know Pantheon Mount Rushmore teenage accomplishments Carlos Alcaraz's age 19 season it's on the Pantheon it was that good and I think it's going to continue to be that good moving forward well, let's talk ATP Finals. Djokovic has booked his ticket. We've got Tsitsipas and Medvedev taking uh, playing shortly, only a couple of hours away. How does that all play out, mate? Who's going to take on Djokovic and get the job done? Well, I do worry that this is just one of those weeks as a tennis fan where it's like, oh, Novak's good. All right, we don't really need to play yeah. anymore. <laughs> like, we, we know who's going to win. It's going to be Djokovic. And yeah. I know that's not the most exciting. Well, it is exciting because he can do the splits and there's probably three <laughs> men in the world who can do the splits. So I suppose it's always exciting, but I do think Djokovic wins. Certainly Kasparud has played very well through his first two mm. matches, but we're on indoor hard courts and being inside the way we are, you know, I'm looking at the guys who can hit the big serve, who can do things easily for themselves. And the guy I would point to is Felix Ogier Aliassime, the 22-year-old Canadian who's 20 and five since the end of the uh, since the end of the U.S. Open. He's won three different titles, wins over Alcaraz, Nadal, Holger Runa, just you name a player. Felix has beaten him over the past month. If anyone's going to trip Djokovic up, I think it's the Canadian. But if I were a gambling man, which sadly I do not have the bank account to be. Uh, I would put my money on <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Oh, just, just in regards to tennis at the moment, you think you, you had the big three that dominated the majors and the tennis ranks for many years now, and you get the sense that tra- the transition into a new era was going to be difficult, but it hasn't been, mate. There's been some big names. You think of the biggest name, Carlos Alcaraz coming out, and you've got Sitspas, you've got Rud, uh, you've got Medvedev. So the transition has been quite seamless. Tennis is in a good, good spot at the moment. I think this is the healthiest spot tennis has been since probably the, you know, start of the 2000s when you had a young Roger Mm. and, you know, we hadn't quite heard of Rafa Novak yet, but they were coming. You look right now to Mm. your point, everyone's good and everyone's very young. You know, we haven't talked about Yannick Sinner, the 21-year-old Italian who made the second week of every major this season. It was just him and Rafa who have done that. You have Holger Runa, who beat five top 10 players in a row on his way to the title in Paris a couple of weeks ago. I mean, and then, of course, on the women's side, you have a player who arguably, arguably, through her first, you know, through age 21, is as good as any 21-year-old has ever been in Iga Sviantek. And so it's like you have players, I like to say, you know, everyone debates the greatest of all time. I like to say, I think that's a stupid argument. For me, it's who's not eliminated from the greatest of all time discussion yet. And at 19 years old, Carlos Alcaraz, not eliminated from the greatest of all time discussion. Iga Sviantek, 21 years old, not eliminated from the greatest of all time discussion. And we get to see both of their careers play out over the next decade. It's going to be very fun. Well, another name has just been announced to come down under. We're going to let you go in a minute. Emma Raducanu. We'll be coming to New Zealand to play in the ASB Classic ahead of the Aussie Open. How do you expect her 2023 to play out? And us as tennis fans, so excited. Major Well, win. I can 
Yeah, no, I'm happy to break a little news. Unfortunately, there's a 27-year-old in Indianapolis by the name of Alex Gruskin. He will not be attending uh, the ASD <laughs> Challenge. I, just, I can report that to all of you right now. Aww, there's a break come on, Alex. for your show. Yeah, look, I'd love to. I, I mentioned the not to get back to the funds, but I'll put out my Venmo here in a second. Um, no, I, it's awesome. And I, I do think for Emma after struggling for much of the start mm. of 2022 she was a different player for the last two three months and you know again yeah. she's not even 21 years old yet you feel like she could start her season really really strong so that's a very exciting uh, player to have in your event beautiful mate we appreciate it thank you so much for joining us alice gruskin out of indianapolis over in the united states come over mate would host you no worries at all thanks so much brother. it'll be it'll, it'll be my pleasure i'm studying the language next time i'm here i'll be proficient out of the gym and off the park working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation this is more than an athlete with izzy and kempe Yes, it's that time again, and I couldn't think of a more appropriate person to speak to this week than our next guest. She's a true trailblazer for women's sport here in Aotearoa, and she continues to champion women's football post her playing career. I am, of course, talking about Maya Jackman, who joins us on the line now, ahead of what could be another defining weekend for our wahine down in Wellington. Morning, Maya. How you doing? Morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempe. Oh, morning. Oh, morning appreciate now. you coming on. Appreciate you coming on. Firstly, what did you make of the Football Ferns' performance against South Korea? First game, not so good, but they drew on what the Black Ferns were able to do to salvage a one-all draw in the second outing. Oh, it's amazing that they... Um... They they pulled it back and got a draw because it was it was looking that they could have done that in the first game even though it was a little bit um, you know it was it was quite dominant by Korea but we have to take those chances and we couldn't quite do them in the first game but yeah awesome in the second game and how about Vic saving that PK she gave away that's pretty oh, so good. pretty cool mm, yeah that no, was a fantastic save Tenakwe my um uh, how do you think that uh, like you've been sitting there probably watching the Ferns in the World Cup and how well they've done. How do you think that as a lead up into the soccer World Cup has um has made the girls feel? Oh, I mean they've they've been back in the, the Black Ferns for a while. Um they've got a, a cool mm. little um kinship there with, with the Black Ferns. So um they would have been watching after their their game against Korea um, and probably cramped up a few times when they're on the on the edge of their seats <laughs> um, watching that game on on Saturday. But far out, what a movement that Black Ferns have made in women's sport. Mm. What what are the um, uh, the yeah. key takeaways that that you probably could you've witnessed throughout this tournament that the football ferns can take in, knowing that they are hosting one of the biggest tournaments uh, in, in the in global sport, the FIFA World Cup doesn't get any bigger. So what are the, some of the takeaways they could take into their campaign that you've seen from the Black Ferns? Well, I mean, the Black Ferns, are, you know, they've got, their, they've got some personalities. They're, they're just, mm. um, you know, they're so engaging. Um, they're a different brand of, of, uh, they're a different brand of rugby to the men, you know. They, they stand alone, really. Yeah. 
um, and and they're a different product. And and also the same with women's football. It's a different product to the men, and um, and I think the the engagement in the black ferns is you got a different sort of crowd coming, don't you? You got um, families and and kids and you know the usual um, type of crowd, but 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 also different. And and I think that'll be the same with the the women's football. And so the so the girls just need the support that the black ferns have had to be able to be engaging and um, to be marketable and to bring their own brand and to to bring who they are. Um, for the for the fans and the public to see, yeah, they've got a fantastic opportunity, haven't they, Maya? Around this whole balanced um, approach from women, because they're juggling a, a hell of a lot of other things. Do you think uh, Graham Henry spoke about it last night on news, talking a little bit about that that whole balance that women have? Do you think that 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 has really been identified and nailed through this World Cup that the Black Ferns have been through? That they're actually delivering a, that what you're talking about, different product. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the Black Ferns were finally given, you know, like it was a full-time mm. job, but um, to be able to um, really, really focus on what they needed to, and they, they definitely, I, I feel like if they didn't have that, then it would have been a, a hard, hard yakka. And it's a real common theme in, in women's sport, uh, especially in this country, about you know, you're you're playing your sport, but you can't put a hundred into it. Um, and if you can, look what happens if you can, if you're allowed that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the balance that um, the football firms, I mean, a lot of them are away actually, you know, grafting overseas. That's their, that's their bread and butter anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but when you, when you come in uh, as a national team member, it's, it's, um, it's, hard, it's hard. You're, you know, you don't have that financial backing yet. Um, so... Yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I mean, women aren't played like the men in football. It's like it's the the disparity is huge. So um, you gotta you gotta be able to do different things and balance that that footballing thing as well. And the girls um, and like the the rugby girls, um, they play for the passion. They play for what's inside of them. Well, I think it, it needs to be changed from completely honest. Uh, um, honest uh, from a rugby perspective, I think the the black fans need to get paid and, and receive some sort of bonus. And I know there's talks of it, but this is about you, uh, Maya. And and we know what you did on the football field. You're a fantastic defender. You you got some recognition around New Zealand, but around the globe as well. We know you're doing a bit of work for drug free sport. How important is that for you? And how did you get involved with the drug free uh, sport initiative? Um, yeah, actually, I'm not at Drug Free Sport. I haven't been there for a long time, but um, mm. uh, I I got I got involved with that. I just uh, I was a physio at Mount Albert Grammar and was just looking for a little bit something different, um, but still in the sporting sector and just the ability to be able to um, you know educate. I was the education manager, um, mm. educate um, athletes on a lot of stuff that they weren't quite clear on, which can trip people up and usually on medication yeah. and things like that. We, you know, in, in terms of um, doping on purpose, it's not big in New Zealand. Um, the thing that trips athletes up is, you know, what they're taking is medication for different reasons and not knowing they have to declare it. So that was a big push. Yeah. Um, it's important, um, isn't but, it, Maya? Yeah. That, part, that part of it. Yeah. In, in sport, you know, coming through, I came through probably the same era as you when that first kicked off. That... 
that whole drugs and sport um, landscape is what, – what do you think today, having been there and done that, what do you think today, where does it go to as far as um, making sure that our kids that are coming through having, mm-hmm. having all this – I guess the, the, it's freely available to them out there, people always pushing stuff their way. How do we, how do we combat them with your, with your role that you've got in Mount Albert Grammar? Do you see that through the school, the school areas or not? Am I seeing um, what uh, the, the challenges that you have with yeah the, you, the challenges that young kids have um, in the decision making that they go through? Yeah, I mean, I'm um, I'm, I'm back at um, Mount Albert Grammar Physioing, and um, I'm I'm working with a lot of sports kids, and there's a lot of pressure on them, not just from a social aspect, mm. but um, from you know, from coaches, from home, from all like there's so much pressure on them than than I ever had. And you talk to some of them, and their schedules that they have in sport, mm. let alone school and sport, are, are pretty crazy. Um, I'm like, man, I didn't even have that type of schedule as a football fan. <laughs> um, so there's, a, I mean, you know, vaping um, unfortunately is a big thing in schools at the moment, um, and yeah. so that's a, that's that's a peer a peer pressure thing and mm. there's a lot of it and so social media has a lot to play um you know the kids are a little di- bit of a different breed than than what we used to be that's for sure through because of yeah. social media and the access to stuff so you so you've, I've, I've been talking about it for a while now Maya. i just i think school sport has gone way too far and we've seen the change with uh the college rugby at the moment with the 1a teams up in auckland you know, um, laying down that they don't want to be covered on, on TV anymore. Are you finding now, as a physio, you're becoming a more of a counsellor? Are you having to counsel these young kids and, and probably, you know, help them along their journey? Oh, absolutely, probably more than we're a physio, to be honest. Um, mm. And, and mm. I, I think, it's, I mean, it's cool that they have a space to come and talk where they feel like they can, not under mm. any kind of pressure to have to, you, you have to go to a counsellor, but they come on their own terms. Um, and chat to us, and, and we have a good relationship with the councillors as well. So um, we can, you know, guide we can guide the councillors around what we feel the kids need too. It's um, so you're definitely wearing different hats, and uh, because I've played sport to a high level, quite a few kids know that, so they know they can chat um, yeah. freely about some of the stuff that they're that they're having problems with. And um, but but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's it's good having a, another outlet for the kids. I think it's a, um, it, in terms of having a physio there and being able to talk to them. I think it's a gap in the market with um, high school kids. You know, they've got counsellors, they've got home, um, but also they need they need something that's sort of preparing them for, especially the young rugby guys, um, preparing them for rugby outside of school because they're a big a big fish in a Sorry, a, oh, yeah. yeah, big fish in a small pond, and then they become a small fish in a big pond, and they don't know sometimes how to transition. Mm. Yes, and, and that is so true. The role that you're playing at the moment, Maya, is um, uh, absolutely awesome in helping our young kids, especially being there and done that. Hey, you're also helping people like myself. You've just written a book recently dealing with middle age. Um, how did that yeah. come about? Um, so my friend Michelle, uh, Dr. Michelle Cox, um, she's an author. Uh, she was going through a lot of themes that were in the book um, that she was like, 
holy heck, why am I all of it? You know, I'm a high achiever, have been my whole life, and all of a sudden I'm struggling with the smallest of things um, <laughs> because I just feel like I've got all these things coming at me and why is that? And then she just thought, I, maybe I can, we can write a book to help other um, mm. women in midlife uh, know that they're not by themselves. It's not actually a standalone thing that there are people going through it at the same time or have gone through it that you can tap into. So, um, and she, we've just been buddies for years and years and I was, I just sort of happened to be around and being a shoulder for her. Um, and I have a sort of, you know, exercise and nutrition as a, a passion of mine. So we sort of combined our skills and thought we'd give it a go. And, um, yeah. And we, we produced, um, murdering middle age or is it murdering you? Are you murdering it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it's the latter. Um, I might yeah. need that book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We could all do with a little bit of help. And it's, it's such good to have a, 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 I guess, a tool too that gives people um, an opportunity to see you know, how you're working through things. That's awesome that you've done that. Going back to the World Cup, you know, the support in and around the country, um, have, you seen, have you seen that? What's it been like in, in schools especially uh, leading into this World Cup? Uh, look, it's not, to be honest, it's not enough in my opinion, um, uh, we need to, it's eight months out and we need to really ramp things up and start telling stories and exposing the public to what they're about to encompass because there's a lot of people going to be coming down to watch. There's hopefully going to be over one or there will be over one billion people watching this event and Man. we need to start telling New Zealanders now, you know, who these girls are, what they're about to uh, embark on, um, teams they're about to play what does that mean um and it needs to start now and we need to start championing these girls and 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 lifting them and um giving them you know a load of support and it hasn't in my opinion it's not happening soon enough yeah well we'll do all we can on here senz especially on izzy and kippy for breakfast my thank you very much for joining us this morning my jackman and talking us about all the stuff that you've done keep up the good work at auckland grammar the um the physio the the counselor as we know uh we'll have a look at your book too and get some help get some tools out of that murdering middle age i like that title that's pretty good go well today my Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, it is a book for women, but it's totally, totally good for men to have a read as well because the, the themes are just middle-aged. Some of them not, but definitely most of them. Nice. <laughs> oh, we can learn a, not that I admit it, we can learn a lot from our wahine in our life, I'll tell you. There you go, I've admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maya. Thanks, Cheers. Okay. <laughs> there, you go. there you have it, Maya Jackman, our more than just an athlete today on Breakfast with Izzy and Kempe. Man, you know, you always it always fascinates me, Izzy, when you have an athlete and they come out and they mm. choose things harder to get mm. to. You know what I mean? Like, so she goes back in and all of a sudden she works through drug-free sport. Then she decides that oh, I'm going to be a physio. Does does mm. the the whole um, rigmarole and now goes back into it as a physio and picks up all of that. It's like oh well, I learned. You know, I was trying to gather. She's going right. I learned all that. Now I want to give back, you know, and how, and, and I reckon the counsellor, the physio. I always thought this: the physio was always the counsel. Oh, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. It's like a barber; they're a counsellor too because they're constantly turning people over and getting people telling their life story and crazy. But how crazy is it? Like, get this, Kim. We've got to shoot off. How crazy is it 
that a school has a physio. Mate, we didn't even have a dentist. <laughs> we didn't even have a PE teacher. Like, come on. That's, that's what I mean. Like, schools prof- like becoming more professional than bloody fully-fledged franchises out there. Like, come on. There's rugby teams around the country don't even have physios. No. no it's, but I love it. It's impressive. I'm not hating on it. I love it. But, um, and I love what she said about the transitioning you know, these kids at school, they're rock stars. They're rock stars. But then when they get in the big wild world, they're just another number. And it's it's a difficult situation. I love what she's trying to do to transition these kids out to uh, the real world. That was Maya Jackman, more than an athlete. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.